0: Good morning in town. It's great to be here. Um, I was reflecting this morning. The last time that I preached to you without having done so for ten or twelve weeks in a row was before you even knew me. So I feel a little bit like this is the first time. Seven years ago, for I me, mean, I'm excited. It's good to be here. Um, it is time to surrender. Those were the first words out of the mouth of the worship leader at a church called Light and Life Church in Hale. That's a town in Cornwall, which is southwest England. This is what Tricia and I saw as we walked into the town of Hale, looking across the river to an old church called St. Eunice, church, you might hear more about that later, and then as we got to the place we were staying, we looked across the river to another old church. When I say old church, I mean, you know, not like an Atlanta old church <laughs> that maybe came from the 1800s. Like, these are buildings that have been there since the 1200s, congregations that have been worshiping there since maybe 500 years before that. Um, <clears throat> So we were in the village of Hale. We did some research and found a church we'd like to attend called Light and Life Church. We'd never been there. The people there didn't know us, didn't know that for several days I had been wrestling with God over a particular theme. So I went into the sabbatical time not with a a curriculum. Lord, I want to learn more about this. I went into the sabbatical time with a prayer, saying, Lord, I'm listening. What, are you, what do you want to teach me? And it became clear through, um, maybe I'll get to tell you the story later, another day. We don't have time for it today, of, of, of how it became so clear that the thing he mainly wanted to teach me about was the theme of surrender. The people at this church didn't know that, and yet still the Holy Spirit has a way of pursuing us. And so the worship leader stood up and said, it's time to surrender. For me, that meant uh, wrestling with God over letting go of some very specific desires and goals that I had for our time in the sabbatical. I, it meant wrestling with God over letting go of some deep-seated ways that I tend to lean into the world as a perfectionist. More about that later. But, but you can't let go of those things until you learn how to, how to surrender your whole self to God as your Father, to Jesus as your Lord, to the Holy Spirit as your comforter and guide moment by moment. And so trying to learn all those things and wrestling very deeply with those things for several days, I hear this man say, it's time to surrender. Well, Romans chapter 12 we'll look at this morning. It doesn't use the word surrender, but after 11 chapters of describing the mercy that God has shown to us through Jesus Christ, 11 chapters of summarizing the gospel, this story of how God has brought redemption into the world through the gift and the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ, The Apostle Paul then turns a corner and says, let's spend a few chapters saying what a response to this kind of mercy might look like. What should the Christian life, life as a follower of Jesus, look like? And he doesn't use the word surrender, but he uses the image of becoming a living sacrifice so that your whole self, your whole life is surrendered to God in worship and in service to His will rather than your own. So that's what we're going to hear this morning as Sam comes and reads for us from the book of Romans.
1: The scripture reading this morning is from Romans chapter 11, verse 33 through chapter 12, verse 2. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been His counselor, Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever, amen. Therefore, I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Let's take a moment and pray. Lord God, we cannot know your mind unless you, unless you reveal it to us. We have nothing to give you. We can do nothing that would cause you to owe us so that you need to repay us. This morning, reveal to us your kindness and mercy in Christ that would draw us to surrender our whole selves to you. Some of us, maybe for the first time ever, if we aren't believers in Jesus, some of us surrendering in a new way, though we have known Jesus for a long time. Holy Spirit, come, renew our minds, transform us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, um, <clears throat> watch out when the Holy Spirit comes for you because he has a way of doing that, right? This church in Hale, England had no idea who we were what I had been wrestling with, and yet the worship service begins with it's time to surrender. And then it closed with this song called Lay It All Down, right? Lay it all down at the feet of Jesus. And, and then so for like 10 minutes, we're just singing that over and over and over again. It's like, okay, Lord, I, I get it. And then here's Luke coming in with, you know, All you weary, all you thirsty, Luke didn't know this. Luke had no idea what today's sermon was going to be on. I think he planned this worship service before a vacation and while I was still out of the country. and, And yet, bring all your failures, bring all your addictions, come lay them down at the foot of the cross. I'm not telling you it's time to surrender today. The Holy Spirit is calling you to lay everything down at the feet of Jesus. He's seeking us. For some of us, that means a surrender of belief in Jesus for the first time ever. Maybe you are not a Christian. Maybe you don't want to believe in Jesus, but if the Holy Spirit is calling you, it's time to surrender. Maybe you have given part of yourself to Jesus, but there's a part of yourself that you're just scared what would happen if you really surrendered that area of your life to him. We'll learn more about that. It's time to surrender. Today what I want us to talk about is that theme. Say what surrender is. What, what is it? And, and then talk about why it's hard. And then we'll say, what makes this hard thing possible for people like you and me? We'll start with just that basic idea. What what is surrender? Um, Romans chapter 12 gives us a great description of it, right? It it says, verse 1, in light of God's mercy... Uh, Some translations say mercies, plural, because, well, that's the way you said it in the Old Testament. God's mercy is so big, you can't just talk about it as if it were one of them. So, in view of God's mercies, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, because this is your true act of worship. What a great description of surrender God. Surrender is standing before the God who has shown us his mercy in Christ and saying, I surrender all that I am to all that you are in all that I do. I surrender everything about me, right? That That's this word sacrifice from Romans 12, you, you can't be a sacrifice if you're holding part of yourself back. A sacrifice is total in the Old Testament, right? You, you bring the whole animal as a sacrifice. You don't just bring a part of it. You don't bring the animal's thoughts, but not its body. You don't bring the animal's legs, but not its… the, the rest… You, you, it, it's the whole self. Lord, I bring myself and I surrender my whole self, all that I am, to all that you are, right? Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice because this is an act of worship. I want to worship all that you are, Lord, not all that I imagine you to be, not all that I wish you to be, not all that my world has told me that you could be if you were perfect according to our wisdom, but all that you actually are. I surrender all that I am to all that you are and all that I do. We're called to be a living sacrifice, right? So not a sacrifice part of the time, but but the whole life, everything about me and everything I'm engaged in, all my thoughts and words and doings, that's the way we sing about it sometimes, right? I surrender. That's what surrender is, giving your whole self, all that you are to all that God is and all that you do. That's hard. Why is it hard? It's hard because we're afraid. We're afraid that surrender will lead to loss. Well, that makes sense because if we think for a moment about where we use the language of surrender, say you use it in the context of a fight or a battle, Or a contest in which someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. And if someone surrenders in the fight or the battle or the contest, they lost. They gave up every chance they ever had at victory and they just moved all to defeat. We're afraid that surrendering everything that we are to everything that God is in everything that we do will lead away from joy and toward misery. We're afraid that we'll lead away from fulfillment and toward disappointment. We're afraid we're surrendering toward loss. We're afraid it's not safe to surrender to God because what if he doesn't know what's best for me? Or worse, what if he knows, but he doesn't care? So surrender is hard because, well, because of sheep. We saw a lot of sheep when we were walking through the United Kingdom. More sheep than any other animal. And we started a list of all the animals we were seeing. And, you know, day one, sheep. Day two, sheep. Day three, sheep. More, more sheep. more. Sheep. And eventually we stopped writing it down. Yeah, 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 more sheep. Um, One day we were walking through uh, Yorkshire and uh, walking along this farmland, seeing lots more sheep. And suddenly about 50 sheep started running up a a dirt path toward us. We stepped off the path because they wanted to use it. And we started to hear the sounds of a modern-day shepherd that is the sound of a four-wheeler. And, and here's the shepherd riding on his four-wheeler and two sheepdogs mounted on the back of it, uh, sitting there riding and trying to move all the sheep toward the pasture where they're going to eat for the rest of the day. Go toward the food. Um, but there was one little lamb who had decided he was going to find a better life on the other side of the fence. And so he had gotten himself stuck on the other side of the fence. The shepherd stops his uh, trusty steed, gets off the four-wheeler, calls the dogs down. They come sit beside the fence, very obedient. And then the shepherd goes up, and and in a single movement, dogs right over the fence. Up, next dog's right over the fence. Now the lamb gets really scared. The lamb starts to just run around, panicking, frightened. The shepherd's climbing over the fence. The dogs are moving to to herd the the lamb back toward the shepherd. And you kind of know what it's like maybe to be that lamb and to be afraid that um, God wants to hurt me. I don't want to move closer to the shepherd because what if he's going to hurt me? What if he's going to let those dogs destroy me? What if he's going to let the dogs eat me? I'm afraid of the shepherd. I'm afraid of what the shepherd is doing right now. What if he doesn't know that the best life for every lamb is on this side of the fence, not his side of the fence? What if he doesn't know? What if no one told him that? The lamb was panicked. Romans 12 tells us good news. When we surrender to God, we're not surrendering in the direction of loss. We're surrendering in the direction of mercy. That's what makes it possible to do this hard thing. I know it's hard. It is hard to let go of things that have become so comfortable, things you think you must have to live Without this, I would maybe not die, but I surely wouldn't have as happy a life as if, if I gave it up. But it's possible to do this hard and scary thing. Why? Because at some point, we get convinced that it is safe to surrender. It's not safe to surrender to everyone. not safe for a lamb to surrender to a wolf. Would be safe for a lamb to surrender to me? I don't know anything about how to feed a sheep. Literally, that is. Metaphorically, I, I hope I do. The word pastor is just Latin for shepherd, right? But it's safe to surrender to God. Why? Why? Well, is it because he's wise? Romans 11, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, his judgments are unsearchable. You couldn't go deep enough to understand all that he understands. His paths are beyond tracing out who has known the mind of the Lord, who has been his counselor, who could come alongside God and say, God, let me give you a little advice. You want to know how to run my life? Let me tell you how to do it better. God, it seems like you're having a hard time with how broken the world is. Let me help you out a little bit. No one can do that. And yet, are we called to offer ourselves as living sacrifices because God knows more than we do? No. The text doesn't go on to say, therefore, in view of God's smartness and your dumbness, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. In view of the fact that God knows everything and you don't, offer your, that's not what the text says. Was it because he's stronger than we are? He is, right? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? Who has anything that God needs? Who is stronger than he is? No one. Because from him and through him and to him are all things. If he needs anything, he already has it. And he's not going to run out of it. We will never be stronger than he is. He will never be weaker than we are. And yet we are not called to offer ourselves as living sacrifices to surrender to him because he's strong. It doesn't say in view of how incredibly strong God is, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. It says in view of God's mercy. See, the good news that Jesus brings to us is to say this God has bent all of his wisdom, all of his knowledge, all of his strength and resources towards mercy, towards showing us mercy. And therefore this God who knows all and this God who has all strength in view of, of his mercy, surrender yourself to him As a living sacrifice, everything that you are offered to everything that he is and everything that you do. That is the thing about God that's intended to bring you to a place that you would stop panicking and stop resisting him and stop trying to run away from him. It's not a long list of things that you could do that would please him. And once you do the list, then you can offer yourself to him. In view of your performance, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Because it's your duty. No. It's because God has already... Well, we've been singing about it all day. It is safe to surrender your whole self to this God because he has already surrendered his only son for you. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us. Peter read these words for us after our confession. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans 8 says it this way, if God is for us, who can be against us? Well, how do I know that God is for me? The next verse goes on to say, he who did not spare his own son But graciously gave him up for us all. He will give us everything. How do I know it's safe to trust this God? Because he has surrendered his son to redeem me. And so, even if it sounds a little scary when someone says it's time to surrender, I know it's safe. What will you lay down? For me, the answer was, uh, is, will keep being, probably every day, perfectionism. I don't know if this is your problem. And I know none of this is going to make sense. Like, intellectually, I get it. Nobody can be perfect. Academically, I know that. Experientially, existentially, I still want to be the person who can always spot the one key moment. If this was an email, that would be in all caps. I would be email shouting at you the one key moment when the one right thing needs to be done. And he is the one right person who always does the right thing in the right moment. I don't want to be perfect all the time. I just want to be perfect when it matters most. <laughs> that's, that's perfectionism. So I took out my little sabbatical notebook. It's in the pocket of my jacket next to Trisha. I Took it out, and while we're all singing at the end of this worship service at Light and Life Church in Hale, Cornwall, UK, I just write down, okay, Lord, it is time to lay it all down at the feet of Jesus. And so I'm going to lay lay these things down. I lay down, I wrote this, the quest for mistake-free living. I lay it down. Now, again, intellectually, you're like, nobody can live that way. What kind of idiot are you to think that? I get it, I get it. This is not your battle, but it's mine. The daily quest for mistake-free living, it makes no sense and yet every day I fall back into it. Lord, I lay it down. I lay down the quest for being known as a perfect father. Mistake-free parenting. Nobody can do that, I know it. I still want it even if it makes no sense. I'm the little lamb on the wrong side of the fence. It makes no sense for that lamb to think that somehow the better grass is over there. And yet, the little lamb goes. That's me. Lord, I lay down this quest for mistake-free living. I lay down this quest for being known as a perfect father. I lay down the quest to be recognized as a great ministry leader. I lay it down. What do you need to lay down? Now, if each of us could sit down and have a one-on-one conversation right now about that for just an hour or so, we'd be here for a long time. (laughs) And I would hear probably about 300 different answers to that question. Maybe you'd say, "I." I need to lay down this quest to find fulfillment in a relationship that I know is outside of God's design. Maybe it's a a level of emotional attachment to someone that's not appropriate for me. Or maybe it's a, a kind of physical intimacy with someone that's just outside the boundaries of what God says is right. And I need to lay that down. Lay it down. Offer your body as a living sacrifice to God. That's going to be hard. I will want every day to go back to that relationship. I get it. I want every day to go back to my quest for perfect. And I'm going to have to lay it down every day. And it's safe to do that. Maybe you're wrestling with needing to lay down your quest for a perfect church. My perfect church is 50 years ago when there weren't so many of that kind of people in the church. No, my perfect church is 30 years from now when all of those kind of people will have died. <laughs> Lay it all down. Jesus loves a really wide variety of whacked out people. And he is always going to love people that irritate the snot out of you. And just to help you grow, he's gonna, he's gonna make some of them want to be members of your church. It's not like a we get a church for this kind of person over here and the people who irritate the snot out of me all go over to that one. No, Jesus loves us more than that. He's going to put some crazy little lambs in your church with you. <laughs> Lay it all down. Why? <laughs> because he loves you. Because of his mercy. You live in Atlanta. People come here to start big dreams and big careers. They start on the quest to avoid failure, to earn more, to get more likes, to post more, to accomplish more. Lay it down. Jesus has done for you all that is required to secure the Father's perfect love for you forever. You get to rest You don't have to be the panicked little lamb. So, how did things turn out for that frightened little lamb? Well, you know, the lamb was afraid that the shepherd was going to feed him to the dogs, or that the shepherd was going to pick him up and drop him off in a desert a barn with a concrete floor where you never see green grass or bright sunshine again. The shepherd was trying to put him back in this kind of pasture. And so the lamb made one last desperate attempt to escape and run between the dogs. And one of the dogs reached out and went (coughs) and grabbed the lamb's back leg in his teeth. Now, at that moment, I'm pretty sure if I'm a lamb, I'm... This is it. Well, the shepherd steps over and he says to the dog, leave it. And the dog lets go immediately. The dog surrenders, right? Dogs don't like letting go of little animals once they're in their teeth. But this dog is surrendered <laughs> to the shepherd and he lets go and the shepherd grabs the lamb and the lamb's squirming and he walks over to the fence and he just kind of gently plops him down on the right side of the fence back into this kind of pasture and the lamb runs over to its mother and they take off running into this green pasture that seems to stretch forever where every sheep would have what it needs. The lamb didn't need to be afraid. Surrender was safe because the shepherd's heart was good. It's safe for you and it's safe for me to surrender to the God who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because we know his heart for us is good. How do we know? For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us. time to surrender in the direction not of loss, but of mercy.